having a month on the Holy Spirit, which is just awesome. Because the Holy Spirit is like a supercharge to our life. Without the Holy Spirit, we can just get a bit boring and a bit dull and a bit run down and a bit tired. But with the Holy Spirit, He gives us life. He gives us life. So if you're feeling a bit flat this morning, get some more of the Holy Spirit and you'll get some life into it once again. We need to wait on Him for that power this morning. And I believe that God wants to speak. I believe that we are in a time and place in history that is so important. And the Holy Spirit is wanting the church to rise up and wake up and stop being apathetic because we have a very, very small window of time. God is giving us a small window of time to get our act together. I truly believe that. I truly believe that time is short. We have a small window of time and we need to take it. We need to take it. We need to stop playing church and be the church. Be the church. Each one of us has the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. If you have accepted Jesus, then you have the Holy Spirit. So therefore, you have power. You have power inside of you to make a difference. But you've got to step into it and you've got to want it. You either want more of the world or you want more of the Spirit. It's our choice. And unfortunately, right now, we have churches that want more of the world and less of the Spirit because they don't even follow the Bible anymore. The Word of God is our truth. The Holy Spirit will, will bring that to life when we wait on Him. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's not a force. The Holy Spirit is a person who represents Jesus on this earth. Jesus had to leave because Jesus could not be everywhere. But the Holy Spirit can be in us. He is everywhere in us on this earth. He is a person. There are ways that the Bible describes him as fire, as water, as oil, as the dove. There are all sorts of ways that the Bible describes him, but he is a person. And he comes to fill us with God's power so that our lives can be changed so that we can be different, so that we can be transformed. Actually, I was thinking this morning, as Chloe was speaking, who saw the Holy Spirit on Chloe this morning when she was speaking? Chloe is normally a shy person, but with the power of the Holy Spirit, there is confidence and boldness, and God is going to use that because Chloe has been faithful and God is going to use 
her to reach people for his glory. But how much difference does the Holy Spirit make on someone's life? John 14, 26, we're going to read from this morning. It says, but the comforter, some translations say advocate, the Holy Spirit, Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I have said to you. So Jesus is explaining to the disciples that I need to go, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit as is described as the comforter, the advocate, the helper. So therefore, he is here specifically to help us in our life, in our daily lives. An advocate publicly supports you and pleads your case. The Holy Spirit is on your side. He speaks on your behalf. He works in you. He's our helper, our comforter. We need lots of help, right? I don't know, but I do. I need lots of help in my life. The Holy Spirit helps us in our life. He gives us supernatural help, supernatural help, the ability to change, the ability to make a difference in people's lives. He helps us. He helps us to do what is right. He helps us to change our attitudes. We don't naturally do what's right, do we? Kids don't come out doing what's right. You have to teach them what's right. So the Holy Spirit helps us. He helps us to forgive when we don't want to. He helps us to be generous. He helps us to overcome fear and anxiety. So if you are carrying fear and anxiety in this morning, you can be set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to carry that fear. You don't have to live in that fear and anxiety because the Holy Spirit can set you free. The Holy Spirit brings healing to our hearts, our minds, our bodies. He gives us hope. He helps us in our decision-making when we don't know what to do. He gives us wisdom and he gives us understanding. So he helps us in all aspects of our life. But it's up to us to actually let him in. It's up to us. We have a choice. How much of our life that we actually want to give him permission to change? Because a lot of us are living half-committed lives because we really don't want the Holy Spirit 
into some parts of our lives that we're holding on to. Some of us are scared of the Holy Spirit. I know I've known a lot of people in my background that are scared of the Holy Spirit because they think somehow He's going to overtake their life and they're going to have no control whatsoever. The Holy Spirit works with our will. He does not overtake us. He fills us up with his power. But we still have will. We still have free will and choice to allow him to do or not do. Right? The Holy Spirit will help us overcome temptation like he did with Jesus in the desert. The Holy Spirit came upon Jesus and gave him power to speak and he, remem- and he recalled the Word of God and Jesus quoted the Word of God with power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can bring remembrance back to us of the Word of God. If the Word of God is in you, the Holy Spirit will bring remembrance to that when you need it. He teaches us in so many different ways how to live. But we need to be good students. If he's the teacher, we need to be good students. So when we need to listen and we need to study and we need to meditate and we need to act upon what he teaches us. In 1 John 4, 4, it says, You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak of the world and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. The one who is not of God does not hear us. From this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of deception. There is a spirit of deception in this world right now. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit because he is the spirit of truth. So you will know and you'll be able to discern what is truth if you have the Holy Spirit within you and the Word of God within you. You need to read your Word so you know. So you know when you're being lied to. Because in the world we declare what is truth to be false and what is false to be truth. So if you don't have the Holy Spirit within you, then you can be taken for a ride by the spirit of deception. The Holy Spirit helps us to discern. He teaches us all things. So if you're struggling right now to read your Bible, and I know that a long time ago I had this exact same struggle. And I prayed, and I prayed for the Holy Spirit to help me to understand. And he did. 
because you cannot read a spiritual book without a spiritual teacher because it won't make sense. If you read with your flesh, then you won't understand. So I encourage you this morning, when you pick up your Bible, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you and he will teach you. It says he will teach you all things, all things. He'll give you understanding. John 15, 26, it says, And when the Comforter has come, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me. The Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus. That's how we know it's the Holy Spirit, because he will testify of Jesus. There are a lot of false prophets in this world. You know they're not, have the Spirit of God on them because they do not testify of Jesus. The Holy Spirit reveals truth to us because He is the Spirit of truth. He cannot lie. He cannot lie. He is the truth. You know, the Holy Spirit also convicts us of our sin. And that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Because with sin, we live in bondage. We live in bondage. But when we're convicted of our sin, then we're brought to repentance. And with repentance comes freedom. And that's a good thing. So the Holy Spirit convicts us not to make us feel bad, but to set us free. I believe this morning that some people need to be set free. There are aspects of our life that are in disobedience to Him. We all know for ourselves what areas they are and let's not pretend that we're perfect here unless I'm the only one that can admit that I'm not each one of us has aspects of our life that we need to be set free from Perhaps a little aspect of our life that's not fully submitted that we just don't want to let go of. We all do things sometimes because it feels good at the time, but that's the thing with sin. It feels good at the time, but afterwards, not so good. The initial thrill of it fades after the consequence of our action and there's always consequence and that's what the enemy is so good at convincing us that it's okay that you're going to get away with it but we don't get away with it 
because our lives are affected. They're less powerful. In John 16, 7, it says, But I tell you the truth, it is expedient to you that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when that one comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and concerning righteousness and concerning judgment. God is a God of grace. Yes, he is. But he is also a God of righteousness and judgment. And when Jesus comes back at the end, he comes back in righteousness to judge the world. He has already come in grace upon this earth, but when he comes back again, he will come back to judge and to take his people home. We need to be ready. We need to be ready. We need to get our lives back on the altar. The Holy Spirit is the voice of Jesus on this earth. We need him to change our lives. We need him. We need him so badly. We can't do it on our own. We can't do it through our own will. We can't do it through our own flesh. We can only do it when we want to and we allow the Holy Spirit into our lives because we need a saviour. We all need a saviour because all of us have sinned. Romans 3, 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We have redemption through Christ Jesus. How amazing is that? That we could have been condemned, but Jesus came to save. But he didn't just come to save us. He came to set us free and he came to give us new life in him. That's why he left the Holy Spirit behind. He did not leave us orphans, but he left the Holy Spirit to help us. We have no excuse. We have the Holy Spirit with us to help us. The Holy Spirit teaches us to be like Jesus, to think like Jesus, and to live like Jesus. He will not speak anything different to the teaching of Jesus and the truth of his word. If you hear anything outside of Jesus' teaching, it is not of God. If you hear any new doctrine, it is not of God. In Hebrews 3, 7, it says, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, 
if you will hear his voice. Do not harden your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness when your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was grieved with that generation and said they always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brothers, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. You see, the Israelites were in the desert 40 years with the presence of God. They saw miracles. They were in His presence, His tangible presence every day. And yet, they still hardened their hearts. We can be in the presence of God and still choose to harden our hearts. This scripture is a warning to God's people. It's not a warning to those that don't know Jesus. It is a warning to those that know God and harden their hearts. Each of us has a choice of whether we're going to listen or whether we're going to harden our heart and the choice is ours because God does not revoke his free will. All of us have a choice to make. And you know what? It's not how we start this race, but it's how we finish. How we finish is what matters. I don't care how you started. God does not care how you started. But keep running to the end. Finish well. Finish well. Do what you said that you were going to do. Take up the gifts again that God has put in your world. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. Each one of us has gifts. Every single one of us. If you're born of God, you have gifts. If you're not using them, then you have to speak to God about that. All of us have a choice. It's how we finish. Let's make a decision this morning to listen to the Holy Spirit this morning. What is He saying to you personally? What is He asking you to do personally? What part of your life is He asking for? What does He want you to change? the most important thing we can do is to just stay steadfast to the end. What the church looks like matters. When Jesus comes back for the bride of Christ, what the church looks like matters. 
what our lives look like matters. It matters to him. It should matter to us. I read a really great quote this week. John Bevere always hits you, hits you where it hurts. And he said, we should never adapt our theology to justify why our lives don't look like Jesus. A lot of churches are adjusting their theology because of fleshly desires that they want. So let's just adjust the Bible to suit it. We cannot adjust our theology because the Word of God is all truth. We need to be ready. We need to be ready. We need to listen. What is God saying? I want you to just close your eyes right now and ask God, what does he, is he asking of you this morning? Don't think about anyone else. This is between you and the Holy Spirit. Ask yourself the question, am I completely surrendered? Is every room in my life open to the Holy Spirit? Or do I have rooms in my heart that are closed off to Him? What is it that he's saying to you this morning? What is it that he's asking you to pick up again? Maybe you've stopped running your race and it's time to start running again. Maybe it's just time to stop making excuses Spirit, have your way. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way in us. Have your way. From the inside out, Lord, we pray, Holy Spirit, do what you need to do in us, Lord. Bring us back to you, Holy Spirit, that you would be glorified in our lives. This morning, if you've never asked Jesus into your life, now is that opportunity.
if that's you and you want the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, you need to ask Jesus to come into your life first, to ask him into your heart. If that's you this morning, just lift up your hand. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray that he'll be with you, that he'll transform you, that he'll make you a child of God. If that's you, just lift up your hand. I'm going to pray this morning. place right now. I believe that God is bringing us to a new place of surrender in Him. If you, if you feel right now the Holy Spirit speaking to you about some things, I want you to be bold. I want you to lift up your hand and say, yes, that's me. I'm going to, Holy Spirit speaking to me. I know there's more here. Let's be bold. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit is here. He is speaking. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Awesome, guys. That's brilliant. That's awesome. Fantastic. Let's have open hearts so the Holy Spirit can do what He needs to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.